0: In a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta, on this one-year anniversary of the launch of the podcast. Launched August 7th, 2017. I want to thank all the listeners as the podcast continues to grow. Snapchat bothers me when institutional investors bunch together the social media companies snap is not facebook is not twitter is not linkedin they're all very different they're all they all have unique drivers some of the metrics we use to measure performance such as daily active users monthly active users those metrics are similar but in terms of what those companies do in terms of how the world knows them in terms of the various use cases they're all very different and the user behavior is different so let's talk about snap since they reported tonight and since Apparently, some investors are bullish because perhaps the reported numbers, the reported losses, were less than what people were looking for. And and look, I don't. I know this sounds a little bit like a an earnings call recap. The stock's up slightly here by half a point in the after market. But the reason why I want to talk about it, I kind of consider it a, a public service because I'm on all these platforms quite a bit: LinkedIn, not Snapchat as much, Instagram, Twitter. We we post all of our. CEOator content and Tech Today content to the various social media platforms. And I could tell you, let's say, Instagram, I've probably been on the platform for three years or so. Twitter, maybe 2012, popped on there. LinkedIn, maybe 2008-ish. In any event, if if you're on these platforms with any regularity, any frequency, particularly the the consumer-facing ones, although LinkedIn's becoming more and more consumer-like, more and more Facebook-like, but if you look at Facebook, Twitter, Snap, and particularly the Instagram component within Facebook, Instagram being part of Facebook. Instagram is the one that's clearly gaining traction. In my view, it's 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 the hottest media property of all. Hotter than Netflix. Hotter than Disney streaming service. Hotter than Disney. And you could argue whether or not you know gaming is its own vertical. But in terms of ability to attract audience, particularly when you have a a, a game that's hot like Fortnite. You know, they're a competitor as well, gaming, to social media. They're they're all competing for eyeballs at the end of the day. But to me, Instagram and Snap feel like they're the closest competitors. Um, If you think about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snap, Instagram and Snap feel the closest. But I just don't know how you get excited about Snap. If users, the number of active users declined sequentially, I think the number was like 2% sequential decline. How do you get excited about that? even if that number is better than what you had modeled. Because forget the reported numbers. You know, forget what, what the numbers were as of June 30, 2018. If you just pop onto the platforms today, I see more and more people engaging on Instagram. And I'm not talking about people that I may follow per se, but just as you're kind of scrolling through the platform, searching for whatever, you see more and more activity in your feed. And this is unscientific research, obviously. But as I think about... Various people who I may follow. If I pop onto the platform, I tend to get more notifications per person today than I did six months ago, than I did 12 months ago, than I did uh, 24 months ago on Instagram. And to me, it feels like a lot of it is the stories feature. So I feel like stories, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times, maybe for the first time in August or September of last year, and then I've written about it at Tech Today. But I feel like stories has single-handedly taken material share from Snap and from Twitter. I'm on Twitter less, so when I'm on there, I definitely see less activity in my feed. And now the next thing is IGTV, which we've talked about previously uh, at Instagram, their long-form personal movie feature, if you want to call it that, where where there aren't time constraints the way there are with a normal Instagram post. And with Instagram's plan is is to get influencers to participate on IGTV Instagram TV and i'm sure you'll see deals struck with influencers and various CPG consumer package consumer package goods companies All right by influencers i mean you know, kind of public personalities that have a million plus followers double digit million followers so Beyonce LeBron James Taylor Swift these type of people They'll be striking deals to publish content, longer-form content on IGTV. And they're going to do more. Instagram's going to do more than just take eyeballs from Snap or Twitter with IGTV. Because the, the cool thing, and it's sort of an obvious thing but maybe worth pointing out, the, kind of the, one of the neat things about social media, and Instagram in particular, given that it's sort of video-driven, is that you can get material live from the source, whether it's a live feed, live video, or a pre-recorded video post, you can see what LeBron James has got to say about the topic of the day in real time. You don't have to get it from ESPN. You can see what Taylor Swift has to say about XYZ. You don't have to get it from Entertainment Tonight. So I would argue that as Instagram continues to gain traction, not only is it going to create more distance between its traditional peer group, the social media companies, but it's going to eat into the eyeball shear of traditional media companies, ESPN, Network TV, so on and so forth. There are so, only so many hours in a day. And it just feels to me that of all platforms, user engagement on Instagram is at a level that is a notch above or a couple notches above all the other media alternatives that we have available to us. That's what it feels like as a user. So again, I don't know how you get fired up about numbers being not quite as bad as maybe you anticipated at Snap. I don't know why you just wouldn't pick the the winner. Even if you thought the valuation is a little richer at Facebook, wouldn't you rather pick quality? Yeah, I feel like 10, 20 years from now, Instagram, and by dint of owning it, Facebook is going to continue to distance itself as the media platform of, of choice, not just the social media platform of choice, but the media platform of choice. And that they also ran, why it may look cheap, may be cheap 10 years from now, 20 years from now, if it's still around, snap. Think about Amazon. I remember Amazon when I was a banker. Oh, it's always expensive. It's always expensive. CoStar was one that I used to follow, CSGP. Same thing the pushback was, oh, it's always expensive. It's always expensive. Look at what those two companies, AMZN and CSGP, have done in the past 24 months, in the past 36 months. I mean, they've exploded, and both companies have been around for you know 20 plus years. And so the, the cool thing about quality companies is you never know when they're going to pay off as investments. I mean, they may make your hurdle. That's the important thing to know. Uh, so you should have some ideas to when they'll make your hurdle, what that payback period will be. But in terms of the, the upside, you never know when that may come, but when it does come, it can be enormous, particularly as the number of public companies continues to shrink, I think we're at like 3,500 I was reading the other day. So as the universe of public companies continues to shrink, it becomes more and more difficult to find value, to find hidden gems. And so therefore there's sort of a natural gravitation to quality. And I think what you'll see is the, the, the best-in-class companies are the ones that are going to be a, a, uh, the better, generate the better ROI over time, particularly if we hit a slow patch in the economy as, as what's being forecasted here. That's it for now. Again, thanks for, for tuning in on this one-year anniversary of the CEOator podcast. See you next time.